Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bet Online is your number one source for your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Lions podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V in Lions, right here on the Believe Network. And of course, it is a special episode. The Lions are officially playoff bound. The Lions are going to be hosting Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams. And I am joined by someone who knows a little bit of something about Matthew Stafford, and a man who knows a little something about playing for the Detroit Lions in the playoffs. Not just the Lions, either. The Houston Texans, his former team as well, making playoffs. It's the one, the only, the interception leader, the all-pro. It's Global Quinn. Yes. What is up, man? How you doing? I am great. I am absolutely great. I am so excited for this coming weekend. Now, I'm a bit nervous that we play Matthew Stafford, but nerves are good when it comes to playoff time. So I'm excited. Life is good. How about you, my friend? Man, same here, man. It's great, great week, man. I'm excited for uh for all of that. I'm excited for, you know, obviously we got the national title game going on here. This is a Monday. I don't know when you guys are listening to this, but this is Monday. We got the national title game going on here on uh Monday night in the city of Houston. Um, so I'll be going to that. That should be fun. Um, then you said the Houston Texans. The team that drafted me, the team that gave me my first opportunity to play in the NFL, a team that uh, we won two division titles, had two playoff home playoff games, um, did some great things, met some great people, built that, kind of start to establish something with that organization. Nothing but love for those guys. I know people have their own whatevers. It didn't work out. It's business. Um, it worked out for me in the end. Um, but the Texans, hometown team here, and obviously a team that I played for, they won, clinched the division, won the playoff, clinched the playoff berth on Saturday night, primetime game in Indy, which is pretty significant. And then obviously the Tennessee Titans beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that gave the the, the Texans the division. So they went from possibly not even making the playoffs to making the playoffs and then getting uh, a home playoff game. So they got the first game on Saturday. That would be an exciting time uh, trying to go to that one, possibly go to that one, may go and watch it somewhere with some friends and kind of just hang out. And then Sunday morning I'll be on the plane flying to Detroit. So I will be in the city throughout the day and in the building Sunday night for, like you said, the Lions home playoff game and fortunately unfortunately however you want to look at it it's against matthew stafford former yeah. teammate of mine former draft classmate of mine a lot of respect for uh matthew stafford so i'm excited to just be in the building 
uh, feel the atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? Staff's excited. I actually talked to him a little bit, text him a little bit. So it's, just, it's exciting times, man. It should be good. It's very, very exciting times. And especially you connecting with Matthew Stafford ahead of the game. That is absolutely awesome to hear. Love Matthew Stafford. There will be about a three-hour window where I am rooting against Matthew Stafford. And then as soon as that's over, then I'll be back in love with Matthew Stafford. But just a huge weekend ahead for you with the Texans, the Lions, your birthday. Coming back to Detroit. First playoff game ever in Ford Field. Silver, how do you feel right about now? You know what? I I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, I, 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 I appreciate the, the, the love in the city. Um, the excitement of the fans. This has been, um, a pretty cool season for me. Um, you know, I started, I started tweeting a little bit on Sundays and kind of, you know, connecting with the fans on game days. And, and, you know, that's been cool to me. I mean, I love, giving my thoughts and my opinions on different things that I see. Um, and that's really all I do. I sit back and I just watch. I don't get into a lot of stuff. I don't look at the post-game press conferences. I don't look for drama. I don't look for none of that stuff. I just watch the tape. I watch the games. And that's all I know. And I just give my opinion on what I saw. It may be out of context sometimes. Maybe I didn't see the whole thing. I apologize. This is just what I saw and this is what it looked like. Um, so I'm excited to get back, man, and and just be a part of, you know, this organization getting their first play home playoff game in, in 30 years. You know, the environment, the excitement, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm excited for that. I, I want to see, you know, the Lions come out and play a phenomenal game and put on a phenomenal show again on national TV in prime time. And this time it'd be in the playoffs and move on to the second round. You know, I've seen a lot of things on Twitter, you know what I'm saying? And I'm the type of person I'm a little, um, I'm a little mixed on things because I am a former player. So my feelings are a little intertwined. You know what I'm saying? And I've seen stuff about the, the fans and this and that and, and the booing of Matt Stafford, which, you know, it's football, right? I, I get it. My whole thoughts are, I don't know if Stafford left Detroit on bad terms. I don't know if he, I don't think he forced his way out. I think they wanted to move on, right? And it worked out. So I think as a fan, you either liked Stafford when he played here or he or you didn't, right? And if you didn't like Stafford, then fine. If you did like Stafford, then fine. Right now he's on the Rams, who is your is our opponents. So I have nothing against the fans being rowdy rock whatever you want to call it right but if we didn't boo nick mullins on sunday when the game started why are we booing matt stafford if the crowd just get really loud because we're excited and it's just crowd noise that's normal football stuff 
But why are we booing? I think people boo because you left on bad terms. You've said things about the organization that we, quite frankly, don't like right now, Matthew Stapp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas City boos Tyreek Hill. There's been some comments, maybe little things, right? I wouldn't be surprised if somebody – it's a lot of revenge-type matchups going on this first weekend. I wouldn't be surprised if some people get boos. But I don't understand why we would boo Matthew Stafford, make it our business to boo Matthew Stafford. Let's just be fans and cheer for our team because we've all seen what Matthew Stafford can do. And just being a player, I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that Stafford doesn't want to come back here and put on the show. Now, hopefully that plays in Detroit favor and we get some interceptions. We get some turnovers, sacks, all these good things. But we've seen what Stafford can do. As Lions fans, we've seen it firsthand. I don't know. I'm a little torn on that. Like I say, I'm a... You know, and I wasn't as big as Matthew Stafford, right? And it was a few years later before I returned to Houston. But I didn't get booed when I was left, when I returned to Houston. I mean, they had love and respect for what I had done and and how it was, you know? So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how the crowd responds. I think this is his first game back in Detroit, right? He's played them, but they were in L.A. So this will be his first game back in Detroit. It'll it, be it'll be fun to see. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm with Detroit, you know, but I, like I say, I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, Stafford having a hell of a day and Jared Goff having a hell of a day. And the Lions win in the game. Stafford puts on the show, throws for a couple of touchdowns and makes some big plays. Jared Goff does the same exact thing. And somebody on defense makes a play to win it. Or Khalif Raymond get a special teams t- uh, touchdown. And you find a way to win the game. And it's just like, hey, man, that was a great, epic game for the city of Detroit on both sides. Stafford, what he means to the organization what he means to the Rams organization, he put on the show. Jared Goff, what he means to the Lions organization and what he meant to the Rams organization, he put on the show. Both guys played a hell of a game. Our team was just better, and we won the game. And you keep moving. And that's kind of what I'm expecting, hoping for, whatever you want to call it. That's kind of what... I think is going to happen or at least should happen. Like you don't boo too many players as a fan in the NFL. You might boo the Packers. You might boo Aaron Rodgers. I don't even think the bears get booed. The Minnesota Vikings don't get booed. Now we're going to be loud. Like you said, the crowd noise is going to be electric. I am not going to be doing Matthew Stafford any favors by being quiet when it's third. Right. Right. But that's different than an outright boo on his entrance. Right. I think we're in alignment there. And and, and uh, what happens if Matthew Stafford hears those boos and thinks, 
well, this isn't right. Guess I gotta shut these people up. I'm, hey man, hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. So I'm a little, I'm a little torn. I'm a little torn on it. Like I say, I'll be there. Hopefully, I get to get down on the field a little bit. So I'll be excited to see staff. I'll be excited to see uh, um, the other guys, you know, that'll be there that I know. Um, and be ready to enjoy a, 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 a an exciting game in Detroit. Um, but like I said, staff's excited. You know, this is big for him. I don't think people. I mean, he don't show a lot of emotions like that unless he's really into the game. Um, but this is big. This is big for staff, and you know, he loves he loves the city of Detroit. He probably was torn to leave, um, but it's just a part of it. And so he'll be excited to come back, and the Lions will be excited to uh, to beat him. No love loss. And both things can happen. We can be excited to see Stafford and excited to win, and it's a classy, classy thing. Absolutely. Keep it classy. Keep it intense. Keep it respectful, but keep it hard. Keep it gritty. That's what we need. And just wondering, did Matthew Stafford – did he lead anything on or did he just kind of keep it close to the chest that he's excited? Oh yeah. You know, staff, he's gonna, he's gonna keep it close to the chest and, and you know, and that's what I told him. I was like, man, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not trying to sugarcoat. I, I mean, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the city. I'm excited for it all. This is the, I don't know. And the script couldn't have been any better to, to say it like that. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, I did ask for or wanted, you know, I I didn't want him to try to say a lot of stuff. I just asked for maybe one or three words to explain how you're feeling right now. You know what I'm saying? Just he could have just said one word and he was excited. So we're going to leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. It is an exciting time for all Lions fans. We are in the playoffs. We are hosting a playoff game. Now, we did have a game yesterday against the Minnesota Vikings, and the Lions did win that. Did take some losses during that game, though. Sam Laporta, thankfully, it's just a hyperextended knee and bone bruise. There were some fears that it was more serious than that. So, Outside chance Sam Laporta plays. If he does miss this week, he should be back next week if the Lions get the win. And then Khalif Raymond also gets a little bit dinged up as well. He sounds like he's in the same boat. Could play. If he misses this week, he could be back next week. And there's a lot of Lions fans that are upset. Oh, well, you know, we should have played our starters. But how stupid would you feel if you didn't play your starters, you lost that game to the Vikings, the Eagles did lose, but what if the Cowboys lost too? And you just didn't try. You didn't play your starters. And you could have had the second seed, and you just punted it away. So I'm not going to fault Dan Campbell for a winning mentality. Right, you can't. And at the end of the day, you want to just create a culture of winning, period. You know, I get it. Injuries happen. That's a part of the game. Um, sometimes they are a blessing in disguise, right? Because I truly believe – and, you know, I think I got in trouble for a comment that I said – Back in 2000 and maybe 13, 14, I think Jordy Nelson for the Green Bay Packers had got hurt um, in a game. I think he hurt his knee or something. 
And I had made a comment because I truly believe that I believe in God and that's just who I am. And, you know, I believe, you know, injuries are going to happen. If they're meant to happen, they're going to happen. If it's on your cards, that's what it's going to be. Whether it happens in practice. Okay. Well, we set him out of practice. Cool. Well, then he stepped on the nail at home and now he got a gash in his foot and he can't play. Like, that's just kind of what I believe. He was walking down the stairs and he rolled his ankle. You know, or whatever it is, if it's in your cars to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. Whether it's the. This game. First game of the playoffs. Right. So I it just is what it is. So, you know, for Sam Laporte is very unfortunate. But I also saw something yesterday that said the Lions could possibly sign Zach Ertz. Who has a relationship with the one of the coaches on the offensive staff played for him or with him or whoever, some kind of way. So he would be somebody that wouldn't have to, that would have some knowledge of the playbook, put it like that veteran tight end. Can he get you over the hump for a game, catch a few third down passes for you? It's all you need. And then if that can happen and then Sam Laporta can come back. Now you, now you have two, because Zach Ertz is a good football player. So it could be one of those things where if it happens in the playoffs, you never know. It happened in week 18. Now you got time to make an adjustment. Hopefully it doesn't hurt us too bad the first game, but it may help us down the, down the road. So I don't fault Dan Campbell either. Like you go out and you play the game. It is what it is. You know, we 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 pray that nobody gets hurt. But we can't control that. But we're going to create a culture of winning. We don't want to go and backpedal into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? You go into this week from an awful performance. We don't want to be having to answer questions and be like, well, we just had. We didn't play our guys. Well, a lot of them played. You can't sit everybody. (laughs) You know, some of them played. You know, we don't want to be like the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Like, they're backpedaling, crawling backwards into the playoffs. Do you think they're just going to get to the playoffs and turn it on? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you look at an organization that was sitting there thinking they were going to be the one seed or somewhere like that for a long part of the playoffs, and now they don't even win a division. They don't even get a home game. They got to go on the road. And you won in five in your last six games. Like, it is not looking good over there. So we don't want to be like that. You want to create a culture of winning. So I don't fault Dan Campbell. It's just unfortunate what happened to um, to, to Laporta. Um, but hopefully he can get back. It's a hyperextension. Hopefully he can get back and, and, and be ready to go. And we'll have our fingers crossed. We will be sending love and prayers over to Sam Laporta to – expedite that recovery we are excited but i like what you said about the winning culture because every team every fan wants a winning culture a winning mindset and then when you finally get one with dan campbell you still find things to complain about you complain about the injuries so it's just the nature of being a sports fan there's always going to be something that you can nitpick but i am very happy and i'm very proud of this detroit lions team there's going to be some adjustments that they're going to have to make first round of the playoffs there always are but what are you looking at for keys to this game, Lions and Rams? Well, uh, um, the, the thing that's going to be key to me is 
can we establish the run game offensively? Um, we all know Stafford is a gunslinger, and we've seen Jared Goff win shootouts. We saw him win a shootout against Patrick Mahomes early in, in his career when he was when he was with the Rams. Um, but we don't want to get in the shootout. We want to play our game and be able to control the game. We want to run the ball, and that opens up everything that we want to do. It gets David Montgomery involved. That gets the O-line involved. That gets Jameer Gibbs involved. That gets our receivers open off the play action. It 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 is the catalyst to everything that we want to do. And you want to set the tone and tempo that we're here to win and dominate this game. So I want to see if we can get that going early and, and can we stick to it. And and then for me, the biggest thing is gonna be, you know, the health of Cooper Cup. How is he? Puka Nakua has had a great year. You know, we're gonna have to slow him down. And so seeing some of the big plays that I saw from our starting secondary on Sunday was a little concerning to me. Just guys just, you know, just getting ran right past, like no restriction or anything. And so that's very concerning to me to see that happen. And we can't give those up in the playoffs. The defenses are going to be stingier in the playoffs. Our defense has to be stingy. We can't give up 40, 50-yard touchdown plays or big plays. I mean, even – you know, when we get teams in a third and 30 situation, we can't give up seam routes down the, down the middle. I, I don't understand how we let a tight end run down the seam on third and 30 as the drop in safety, Kirby. Who cares? Play it 20 yards deep. They catch it in front of you. You drive, you tackle and you get off the field. We can't get stuck at 10 to 12 yards. On third and 30 as a drop-in safety. Like, what are we doing? Those are things that I call, these are IQ plays. I'm not necessarily trying to catch an interception underneath right now because I'm, I'm looking for them to check the ball down. I'm not baiting them to throw it deep right now. I'm the drop-in safety, so I want them to throw the ball and check it down. So I'm going to take away the deep throw so he don't even have a chance to throw it. And if he do throw it, he throw it high like happened at the end of the game, and we have an opportunity to get an interception. But those are plays that, in my opinion, we can't let happen. Third and 30, we have to get off the field. Some of the big plays, especially to – how is Justin Jefferson – one-on-one, and I don't know, is, is Vildor a rookie? No, he's bounced around the league. He's started he, – he's kind of been a third, fourth corner for most of his career. Uh, I think he's a fourth, fifth-year guy, but he's kind of being a, uh, okay. a death piece. Okay, because I, I don't know him, and, and my apologies to, to Vildor. I, I apologize. Um, but we can't leave him one-on-one with Justin Jefferson with no help anywhere in sight. What are we doing? I don't know if we have any corners that we can just say we're going to leave them one-on-one on with no – unless we're blitzing everybody, right? Like, so those things are concerning. Hopefully they can get that fixed, and maybe they were just trying some things, and, you know, it was exciting. It was good to see Cam get his hand on the ball. Um you know, and get his first interception, hopefully that opens the floodgate, you know, because no one will 
think about or realize anything if you go and have an amazing postseason, right? I sit back and I know this is 12-year-olds. And my, when my son was a 12-year-old and I was coaching their football team, he didn't have zero interceptions in the season. Played great, but he didn't have any interceptions. First round of the playoff, he catches one. Second round of the playoffs in the, in the semifinal game, he catches another one. The Super Bowl, he caught two. So he finished the season with four interceptions, all of them in the playoffs, and a Super Bowl ring. Nobody cares that you didn't catch any in the regular season. So nobody's going to care that Cam didn't have any interceptions in the regular season. At one point, Jerry Jacobs was riding high with three. And now he's not even playing. So nobody's going to care that you didn't have any. You caught one, let that open the floodgates for you, and go catch another one on, on Sunday night, and they're going to love you forever. Then you catch another one the week after, and they're going to really love you. And then you catch one to send us to the Super Bowl, and you see what I'm saying? So I was glad to see that. You know, sometimes you just got to get that first one and it kind of opens up for you. So hopefully um, that happens for him because, I mean, he's been working hard. He's had some tough assignments throughout the year, um, but he's been working hard, and, and it was good to see him catch an interception. And that's the nice thing about the Lions as of late. There have been inconsistencies. There have been lapses like that third and 30 and other plays like that, but they have improved down the stretch. There's 23 turnovers this season for the Lions, 11. So almost half of them came in the past five games. and then. 37 sacks on the season, 18 of those. So almost half of the sacks came over the last six games. So it has improved. It's just those little errors that we cannot afford to give up against the Rams. In the playoffs, an explosive offense, Lions are favored by three, but the Rams are going to make them work for them. Right. And 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 like I said throughout the season, right, when we were in the little lull, that's what I was saying. Every team is going to go through it. You want to be able to get through it and then be on the up and up going into the playoffs. So you look at that. Like you say, 11 turnovers these last few games, right? That gives the, the, the Lions confidence. They feel like they can turn the ball over. Aiden Hutchinson feels like he can sack anything right now, right? He's getting sacks. He get TFL on the reverse to Justin Jefferson. Just got selected to his first Pro Bowl. Like, he feel invincible right now on the football field, right? Whereas you look at some of these guys, and I keep bringing them up because this, this is what I'm talking about. The Eagles don't feel like they can stop anybody right now. They started out interceptions and sacks, and they don't feel like they can stop anybody right now. So you want to be playing good going into the playoffs. And the Lions defense, although they gave up some big plays, They've been making plays, getting sacks, turning the ball over. So I like, hopefully, the confidence that they're going to have going into this playoff game against a, a high-powered Rams offense. And the Lions are favored by three, despite the high-powered offense of the Rams. The Lions do have a pretty high-powered offense of their own. Hopefully, it does have Sam Laporta. But do you have any score predictions for this game? Any final thoughts? Anything that you are specifically going to be watching throughout this week and on Sunday? Well, you know, I I want this is what this is what I want to see. Can the Lions keep a narrow focus? 
coaching staff wise, player wise? Can they keep a narrow focus and not get caught up in all the other stuff that's going on? And when I say all the other stuff, this is what I mean. First home game in the playoffs. And it's Matthew Stafford. Okay. And the reason why I say for the fans not to boo, because you don't want to create that animosity with the players that's playing and Stafford, because we don't need any 15 yard roughing the passer penalties because they want to try to get a hit on Stafford and they hit him late. We don't need any of that stuff, right? We don't need them trying to go at Stafford like that. Go at him exactly how you would go at any other quarterback because we don't need anything stupid happening, right? And then from a coaching standpoint, we don't need to make this about Jared Goff versus Matthew Stafford. It's not about that. This is the Rams versus the Lions. So if Jared Goff throws for 200 yards and Stafford throws for 400, the Lions win, that's what matters. Let's not try to get into a make Jared Goff look great, make Stafford look bad, and we get away from what we need to be doing. Run the ball to set up everything else that we want to do. Play good, sound defense. Don't give up big plays. Let's take care of all those little things and win the game. That's what I'm going to be looking at. How many unsportsmanlike or any kind of like things that happen because players are overexcited because it's the first home playoff game. They're trying to have an extra excitement that they haven't had all season and you get stupid little personal foul penalties and offside penalties and uh, PI penalties and all these little things that are uncharacteristic. And then the play calling. Are we going to keep it about what we do or are we going to try to make this a Stafford, Jared Goff thing? And I think if we stick tunnel vision to this is who we are, we're not trying to do anything immaculate as a player just because it's the first playoff game at home. Let's go play our game. If we can do that, I think we'll be successful. If we don't and we give them play after play, give them first downs by penalty, give them yards by penalties, trying to make big plays that, that, that we don't need to be making in certain moments and we turn the ball over or we like, then it could be a long day. But I trust that Dan Campbell is going to have the guys squared away. I guess just as a, a media guy, you got to put those takes out there so that when, if it happens, you called it, right? That's what those guys do. But I'm going to ride with the lines. I think Dan Campbell will have those guys ready. I think they'll have some ups and downs. They're still a young team, and it's their first time, and it's going to be on Sunday night football. It's going to be prime time. So I expect for it to be some jitters, some all types of stuff. But I expect the Lions defense to show up. I expect Aaron Glenn to pull out his best game plan to slow down Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup. I expect the offense to be explosive. I got the Lions 
winning 34 to 28. Let's go. 34 to 28 Detroit Lions. It's going to be a bit of a shootout. Lions defense is going to make enough plays that it's not a bad shootout. It's still good football. I absolutely love it. I could not be more excited. Quite literally, this is the peak of excitement for Detroit Lions football for now until next week when we're in the divisional round. And then it'll, get, it'll peak again. And it'll be another yep. peak in the NFC championship and another peak in the Super Bowl. But for now, I could not be more excited. I cannot wait. Glover, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you for all of your insights. Looking forward to watching this game on Sunday. Hoping to meet up as well. But until all of that, we will see you next time. Peace. Perfect. And then we'll just do a little uh, 90 seconds and we'll get you out of here. All righty. Awesome. Thanks, Courtney. Glover, the Lions are hosting the first playoff game ever in the history of Ford Field. Win the NFC North for the first time ever. And it's a return to Detroit for Matthew Stafford. Lots of storylines here. What are you going to be focusing on? You know what? I'm going to be focusing on can the Lions keep their focus on the game? Not all of the hoopla, not the staff are returning, not this being the first playoff game in 30 years, but winning the football game. No big plays, no ill-advised penalties, and I, I think they'll have a great chance. Play your game. Don't get psyched out of your mind. This is just another football team, despite the fact that Matthew Stafford is on this football team. Any final score predictions you got here? You know what? I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think Stafford will play well. I think Jared Goff is going to play well. I think in the end, the Detroit Lions is a better team, and I think they will pull it out. I'm going to go 34 to 28, and I'm going to give it to the Detroit Lions in an epic showdown on Sunday night. 34 to 28, a bit of a shootout, but the Lions defense also going to make plays against Matthew Stafford to make it fun, to make entertaining and get the victory head on over to the divisional round. We'll see if we're playing the Cowboys, the Eagles, whoever it is. We're going to be looking forward to it. Back to you, Courtney. Perfect. Thank you, Glover. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.